Yeah. Um, which is why I wanted to talk to you about it because mm. um, you've done it. <laughs> yeah, man. No, the, the cruise ship thing is awesome, man. Like, especially like the whole, yeah, the whole, uh, it's, it's kind of why I did it um, at the time was like, I'd done function bands abroad and stuff and um, different contracts and, and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and as all of them were different and stuff, um, and they had their like, you know, you had a, l- a little bit of learning from this one or something different from that one. They all kind of were similar, um, and I didn't really feel like I was pushing myself, you know, my playing and that. Um, yeah, and then the cruise ship, uh, from that kind of standpoint of the show bands, uh, like, yeah, man, that pushed me so much as a, a playing musician, you know, like the styles you have to be able to play, um, you know, from, I mean, like, from my experience, it was like you, you could have like jazz sets, uh, which would just be like, you know, maybe one or two hours, maybe max, uh, just a little bar at some part of the ship um, just in the evening or maybe an afternoon set if it was like a sea day, which means, you know, mm. obviously the boat doesn't ever go to land that day. Um, yeah, and, and that like those were probably the hardest, like the jazz sets for me because I wasn't originally like a jazz player or anything. So that was the style, which, I mean, it takes so much great musicianship and knowledge and stuff like that of that particular style like you can't really flake through that you know you can't mm. like where maybe a pop gig or something where the music is a little bit more simple um you know you can kind of like blag your way through it as it were yeah yeah the jazz, the jazz stuff is just it's kind of impossible to do that and um and that was definitely the hardest style um you know you, you have to be able to improvise um and I wouldn't say you really need to know a lot of tunes because there was a lot of circumstances where, for example, they were the fucking toughest gigs, man. Like, I remember just, we'd turn up and i have a big, like, uh, bunch of paper, um, which was, you know, charts and stuff. I didn't know any of these songs. <laughs> I was like, flicking them over, like, okay, I've never heard this song. Don't know the melody, you know. And all it is is like... That's 500 BPM. <laughs> yeah. And literally, man, like, it was it, literally music stands uh big block of paper and it, and the MDs like you know everyone's in their position it's just like chilled out lounge and everyone and all the guests are just sat there and they're just like you know they're there for like just to relax and hear the music and watch you guys play where it's like you know any other situation on the ship in in music situation you're probably not getting paid attention to because there's a singer <laughs> as we go back to you, you know, <laughs> sit, yeah and watch that but um so yeah and we're on I'm stood here charts in front of me and we go and it's like right we're starting this set and uh, you know the MD would be like a trumpet player um, most of the time I think it was a trumpet player yeah I think it was two trumpet players <coughs> the MDs um, and literally it'd be like okay we're doing this song name the tune right you got to find it literally grab it out I'm probably like one of the last people because everyone here is like like the drummer at the time was like uh, 60 years old keyboard player was from Poland who was like 70 <coughs> absolute beast wow. um, yeah MD was trumpet guitarist was like in his 30s um, yeah me on bass and that was it you know so they all know the tunes they don't really need the chart they're like we know these tunes we've been playing for like thousands of years <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just yeah I just remember pulling out the charts whatever and he's like, everyone ready? Yeah, cool. I want two, I want two, two, four. And he's like, bam! He's like straight into it. And the whole time, I'm just like, I feel like I'm in this race car, just holding on, you know? I'm just like, I will get to the end, you know? Um, so yeah, that's probably the most, for me personally, that was the most difficult part of the job. Um, but again, it's, it's whatever your strengths and, and weaknesses are. But uh, yeah, you got to be able to play jazz. Um, 
what the other types of styles in in the cruise ships are like obviously like the the west end type productions like the show productions where it's all to click track that kind of stuff i mean in my experience again it was like i was given the sh- uh, the shows sometimes beforehand uh, before i went on the contract for example and i'd get the mp3s um you know for the whole show so it'd be like 40 minutes of just each track oh, wow. and stuff before yeah. you even got on the contract yeah so that that didn't happen every time but it happens because i only did two contracts a show, show uh, a show band one was two months and, and one was uh five or just over five months um and yeah and uh and uh so that that's great because you get to prepare it which is really good because those shows you know they're exactly the same every night it's like it starts at eight o'clock finishes at 8.45, whatever, and then it's three shows every half an hour or something like that. Um, and, and you know, like, and it's great. That was probably one of my favorite parts because it's like, it's literally, it feels like you're in the West End, you know? It's like, it's like you're on stage or whatever it is, they're set up. And, uh, yeah, literally you got your, um, uh, you know, music in front of you and headphones on and you just hear the click and the show starts. And it's just the same thing, like, whenever that happens, like, whether it's every two or three or four nights or every start of the cruise whatever it's, it's yeah. the same you know so once you nail that show it's just the same for the rest of the contracts so that's nice and easy um then there's big band sets which is kind of similar to the jazz stuff it's a little bit less intense because um you know there's a bigger band and um it's a little bit more yeah, it's kind of laid back as well um and the, char- the charts you know you're reading exactly what you're playing whereas you know the jazz stuff it's especially from a bass player like point of view all i have is the melody and chords and you yeah. know and any any sort of musical geography like dsl coder or whatever um so you know that that's more like make the bass line up right now and play to the structure and then also listen to your surroundings because someone's going to call a solo and you've got to like listen and tempo and and uh dynamics and all those kind of things whereas yeah big bands are a little bit more straightforward where it's just the chart you open it up and you play start to finish you know yeah um solos can go around and there would be like repeat sections and they go for as long as they're scripted or if they're directed a different way um so that's kind of easier as well than the jazz stuff um what else was there and then there's guest entertainers as well which is the other thing i think um and so that's when you know a guest will come on the ship um and then so the day they're performing, uh, we had a rehearsal. Um, so say the ship's in port uh, for about three o'clock, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, like obviously guests are off the uh, ship, like, you know, touring or whatever. And we're on the stage as a band, guest entertainer. We've never met them before, never played their music, don't know what it sounds like or anything. You might know some of the songs, maybe, um, but yeah. Uh, and then yeah you got the music and then we just run through songs it's just rehearsing them so it's that's like a good test of sight reading because you know you're seeing music for the first time and you yeah. just have to read it and then after that you get to rehearse it maybe once or twice each song maybe twice but probably once if it goes all right it's just once and then you know that will probably last about an hour hour and a half max and then you're playing two shows that night so really the first uh, show that you play so say you rehearse at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and you you know you just run that for an hour and a half because it's not you don't really run the show you just you know you run in individual songs and then you're taking mm. notes and then you're either running little sections or ending stuff like that so you don't actually run the show start to finish so the first performance at 8 o'clock let's say 
um, is the first like show you run start to finish. So that's yeah. that's always where everyone's like, you know, kind of like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, just been. And then the second show is normally the best one because you know everyone's played the show now uh, once fully through. You've had a rehearsal as well, so do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So so that's a, that's a good part though because it's good for practicing your sight reading. Um, and and being on top of that because you're constantly like it's at least once a week maybe twice a week depending on how long uh, the cruises are um, you know you're you're learning new shows like brand new shows and stuff so um, do you miss it? nah nah I don't I, don't, I miss uh, from the cruise ships I miss like um, being abroad and stuff and travelling a bit but apart from that man like nah I really I really don't like miss it it was a good experience for me at the time um, and I had like other reasons I was doing it I had like a girlfriend at the time that I was seeing so like mm. there, there are other reasons but f- from the perspective of like pushing myself I don't think I've ever pushed myself um, you know mm. like like that especially, especially even getting the audition to get to become a show band musician um, you know I, I, I was currently I, at the time I was in Abu Dhabi doing a um kind of like band thing you know like we had a residency in a hotel type thing or not a hotel but like residency um and at the time i was like okay i know i'm gonna go do the cruise ship uh, or that's what i want to go do so i have to audition for it but before i audition for it i've obviously got to like really cram in my, my practicing to get myself up to a level to get the audition mm. or you know be able to pass the audition so you know i put in the hours of practice blah 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 and then when i felt okay like you know i, I need to go do this audition now the audition I've only done two and I got both of them um, and they they were both very very similar which is you have to have like a camera uh, to film yourself I think on one of them I did it yeah no, no both I did so you have to have a camera I just used my phone um, which, so you just film yourself in the whole audition so they can and then you have to send it to them um, you call them on Skype as well so there's a guy on the other end or woman whatever um, who you know walks you through the process of it and yeah w- once you've got the audition it's like half an hour before your audition so your audition's at 2pm let's say and you're in your room waiting camera set up laptop out for the Skype and instrument ready um, half an hour before that they'll send you uh, music so you've got to be able to print that off um, like, and you just got to print it off like real quick because <laughs> you want to see the music as much as possible before you go to yeah. like you know um, so yeah I had to go out and buy a printer when I was in Abu Dhabi <laughs> just for that sake because I was like there's no way I'm going to go print somewhere run back and then be able to you know do this so yeah so half an hour is not, not much time at all so you really just, you know have have practiced you know or, or just be a good enough sight reader or whatever um, yeah and then the, the audition is fine like it's just you know it's, it's kind of nerve wracking because this person's on the other end of the phone and, and you know that you're probably and you'll download some mp3s as well some backing tracks for the music you're about to read and then you know put the phone down or, or you know they say cool just play this track when you're ready cool and you go p- press play you've never heard the mp3 at all <laughs> you know? and then you're just like okay go <laughs> and you you fuck up man like you do um but then it's it's really i think what they judge you on is really how much you improve the second time around so you can read the music once 
and you're fully sight reading and then it's finished and you're in a fucking cold sweat <laughs> and you're like I messed up so much <laughs> and now I'm just like okay cool and in this bar you did this in this bar you did that and I'm just like oh my god like you just heard it you know you just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know obviously great ears on the end of the phone and then yeah they'll probably get you to do it again and and you know just uh, you know it's just about improving how quick you can improve from a second sight reading um, and that's pretty much it. I was the audition was just like yeah, definitely you're gonna get tested on sight reading, um, like a chart or an actual like pattern, so like a drum pattern or like bass notes and stuff. Um, another one was like improvising. Um, I think I had to choose a couple of songs to play as well, maybe like off my own, like a couple of jazz tunes or something like that. Um, you know, they're really just testing that you can do the job that you're gonna go on the ship to do, which as i just said it's like show band uh it's, sorry it's um like jazz gig big band gig um you know uh guest performer which can be anything really and then the production shows as well so they're kind of mm. testing you for all that stuff so as long as you can prepare yourself from that you're good for the audition and you know the audition is what it is you know like you just yeah. do your best and and yeah, just be prepared for it. And then as soon as you got the audition, then that's when you just got to wait for the contracts to come through, um, which really didn't take me long to get one. The first first time I did the audition, I didn't end, I got it, but I didn't end up doing anything with it. Um, and I stayed on their books and, you know, probably just not on there anymore. And then the second one was what I really wanted, uh, which was way down the line a few years later and got the audition. And then they put me on it. Like, they're like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll put you through. And then... I said where I wanted to go, you know? I think they knew that before I was doing the audition, actually, like what ship I wanted to do. Um, oh, really? You knew what ship you wanted to do? Yeah, because as I say, at the time, I was with a, uh, a girlfriend, and she had that contract uh, okay. coming up. And I was auditioning directly with that company, um, so their funnel, however that worked, or their people. And then, uh, so, yeah, when I was auditioning with the guy, I was like, cool. And I was like, you know, that's the ship I'm, I want, or whatever, through email or whatever. So yeah, I was just auditioning for that ship basically, and they ended up giving me a different ship uh, just before that one. So like, do this one for two months, and if you're all good and you get good feedback, we'll put you on that ship for five months to, for the one you actually want. So I was like, yeah. and that's what I ended up doing, you know. Who was that with? Uh, that was a Princess Cruises. So that's the only cruise ship I've worked with. Uh, okay. Did you contact them directly? Did you? Uh, yes. So can't remember how I got the contact. Um, Okay, it was through an agent. Uh, so I, I had this like weird, like lucky timing, like real lucky timing. So when it all happened, I, yeah, was through an agent that um, someone gave me, or I came across, I can't remember how, but through an agency, and they got me the audition or something like that. I got the audition, did that, and then I had an email from that agent saying, um, and it was like it tagged loads of people in it like I guess all the people they represent and stuff and it said basically they were closing down um, so now anyone who's with whatever companies you're with you're now direct so I had just done the audition got this email agency's gone and now I get the contact from this person at Princess Cruises saying like I'm direct got the job and I was like sweet so there's now no agency fee so my money just went up straight away so I was like happy fucking days like, yeah right <laughs> yeah because yeah. the only ones I scene was um it's lime entertainment and okay. uh Cerrone. yeah have you had any experience with either of those um no so what was the first one lime yeah lime, lime nah 
I mean, there's on Facebook and stuff. There's loads of uh, cruise ship ones that pop up. Um, I'll what I'll do, I, I'll have a look um, at my emails and I'll try and find the contact I have for uh, Princess Cruises. I can give you that one. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I don't really know what agencies are out there. I mean, I don't think it's hard to find them because mm. literally, like, yeah, I just I just think people either stay on the cruise ships and like I said when I was playing that band it was like you know 60 year old drummer 70 year old keyboard uh, piano player you know people just do it for a lifetime because they get um, they get paid they travel they save a load of money and they get yeah. to do what they want to do you know it's like fair enough um, so you, you can do it like for a long long time um, and I think people either jump into it and do that or like me I just did a few contracts and then I bounced out of there you know because I wanted to do other things um, so like they're always looking for musicians because no one sticks around forever do you know what I mean yeah so yeah yeah so I had um, I uh, rejoined Star now again um, mm -hmm. and then there was a few things came up on there so I applied to them and I've had responses from everybody back mm. um, basically just asking for like a, a show reel or mm. but then just to buy uh, so I to send an email but at the moment I'm in a the cramming practice mode yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. what i don't want to do is go to the audition now mm. knowing full well that i i probably won't do the best job i could do mm. but it's it's weird like timing wise we did uh with the the bands we went on uh, a ship for talent cruises at the end of last year and it was basically they had said to us the start of next year so now mm. you'll, you'll probably have another one so everyone kept it free we booked all the time off our agency and stuff and nothing just comes through. Yeah. So we've got like, I think it's 10 weeks and no gigs. Yeah. Nothing. Bloody hell. Like at all. Mm. Like, so if we've had one come in in Feb, we've had a, about four or five now come in for March, but mm. um, it's two months effectively of absolutely nothing. Yeah. So what I, you know, what I've decided to do, instead of kind of panicking and mm. I'm all right, you know, you say, you, you say what you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. So, just mm. <laughs> so I've looked at these two months and just thought well this is my cramming time yeah, yeah. You know, so oh, I've got my routine written out it's yeah, four yeah. or five hours every single day of yeah, yeah. everything's to do with reading yeah. like everything yeah. um, but there's a big jazz section there's mm. Latin sections everything that I suck at so basically everything <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, <laughs> just work you know if they can so I've told myself at the end of Feb I'm going to contact them again and then mm book an audition yeah man definitely you definitely get on it yeah yeah that's cool man like yeah what are you doing for like sight reading and stuff um because uh, like for for my example like i was concentrating on i think three things i'd say which was like rhythm reading which is the thing that always changes um mm -hmm. so it, i was i didn't care about pitch or anything i was just constantly focusing on rhythm for like maybe let's say 20 minutes half an hour or whatever um and then another section would just be on pitch um which obviously would incorporate rhythm but could be a little bit simpler so it could just yeah. be stacks of eighth notes but the pitch would be up and down everywhere you know testing where i was playing on the fretboard for example or whatever um and then obviously that does, i don't know how you relate that to drums but then the other one would just be like you know finding stuff online or buying books um and just being able to read something for the very first time do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a few things I'm doing. Uh, uh, the 
modern reading text in full form mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that one yeah, and yeah. the odd time reading mm-hmm. um one yeah, i'm reading both of those cover to cover every single day yeah that's that's like an hour and a half just there nice. there's another book that's called um new breed right. um which especially for drummers is amazing so it's based on five-way um, coordination. Mm. So you'll have three things written out. So we'll say, for example, your right hand's doing this on the right cymbal, your left hand's doing this on the snare, your left foot's doing this on the hi-hat, and then you have to sight-read 10 pages worth of music with your foot. Mm. So there's 49 systems in total of that, um, but then the idea is you can count quarter notes while you're doing it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea being is like, you know, when you're in that situation, you're not so focused on what you're doing, you should yeah, be able yeah. to hear so I'm taking one of them systems today. And then the other thing that you say is I've got old books I used to teach out of, like grade books mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm still teaching now. Um, and I'm just taking random ones and just opening it up and then just hitting play on the MP3 and just going for it. And if I make mm-hmm. a mistake, I'm not going back over it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to see if I can just keep going. Yeah, 100%. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and some of them, for example, like the Trinity Rock and Pop books, um, which the ones I teach out of mostly, they've got real songs in. So, for example, there was Sweet Child of Mine in one of the songs I did today, Mm. um, but it's not right, it's the original. And we played that song so much in the band, but having to ignore that and think, Mm. just play what's written, that's quite challenging in itself because you automatically go onto autopilot and go, mm. oh, oh no, no, that's not yeah, what's you written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so imagine on the ship when you're doing songs like that as well. It's you know you have to do them as they are. So, mm. um, but yeah, so that really is um, it's about four or five hours a day at the minute. Cool man. Yeah, um, I mean, like you can you can do all the practice. Like you, you have to do all the practice you can to get to the audition part, and then once you get past the audition. I would say that's when the real learning comes. That's when you really start to push yeah. yourself. Because honestly, man, like, yeah, I was I was in that situation of where I was trying to really, uh, you know, um, sharpen my skills in sight reading and other things. Get the audition, pass the audition, and then once I got the job, I'm on the ship. And then really, there's five months when I was on the second ship. Um, honestly, I've never improved more than I ever have in my my playing. You know, because it was just. <clears throat> It was constant. It was like every every day, nearly every day, of, and especially the jazz stuff, you know. And you got to listen to it. I mean, you really got to immerse yourself in a particular style to like learn how to play it and its nuances and stuff like that. Mm. But um, yeah, with the jazz stuff, when you're playing with people that are that old, been playing that style for that long, you, know, yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't help but improve. You know, you can't help. Yeah, yeah. But just get better at playing. You can't help but just shit yourself as well because yeah, you know that exactly. they know what they're doing. Mm. And they're yeah. gonna, they're gonna know that you're faking your way through it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, it's, it's a nice thing about Spotify. Really, like one one of the books I'm working out, of, it gives you recommended listening and read um, oh, cool. yeah. stuff. So I'm just making playlists. So mm. when I'm you know out walking or driving to well not to a gig at the moment, but driving anywhere or yeah, yeah. I've constantly got it on um, and just trying to immerse myself in it. But there's so much stuff in it. Mm. Like, the only thing that I think will happen is like when I do the audition and then providing a get, a get onto the ship the first song will be Mr. Brightside <laughs> I, I can fucking say it now I want to call you or I like call Chris and go oh <laughs> <laughs> trying to escape it <laughs> nah, not once did I play that song but I'm never saying never they might put it in a show or something <laughs> but yeah they had, I think they had like a Bruno Mars track I think it was like Runaway Baby or something it was like it was like a uh, a little part of that song to start some intro show or something but um is that the one he did live 
because he used that as part of a kind of a medley live, didn't he? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember that was an intro to the sh- one of the shows they did, like when everyone joined the ship and stuff, but it was very, very short. But yeah, it's cool, man. Like, you should definitely go for it. I mean, it would definitely, um, yeah, push your plan. Uh, it's like I said, it's it's more when you get into that situation, you know, in it for real yeah. time, and it's just it's just like you can't. Uh, it's nothing you can like like swap that like learning for, you know, like in yeah. the moment learning right now whilst I'm playing, you know, in, in yeah. an actual situation. The practice room's great. It's useful in its ways, but like in that scenario on stage or wherever, and it's like you're surrounded by musicians that are better than you, and you just in and you have nothing to do. Except, it's like the analogy, you know, of like just being chucked in the deep end. You know, you have to fucking yeah. swim, otherwise you're gonna fucking drown. You know, it's just exactly yeah. the same and literally because you're on a ship. So yeah, <laughs> they'll chuck you overboard. <laughs> We're fucking up too much. <laughs> so that's the sort of pressure you need. Yeah, man. <laughs> But no, what, about, what about for you, like for West End stuff? Is there anything you've ever wanted to do? I used to want to do it for sure. I, I've sat in a couple of shows and stuff, like in the pits and that. I shat in, sat in, sat in, sat in. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> I sat in on Thriller, Lion King, Queen of Priscilla, uh, Queen, no, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and I don't know, like if there's any more, but. Um, yeah, it, it was cool and it was amazing, and I really never, never really pursued it. And I think now, like, there's just other things I'm trying to get, you know. So whether it will ever happen or not, I don't know. I mean, you, sure. you know, if you want to do that kind of stuff, you really got to like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Focus and go get it, you know. So I'm not going to get it right now if I don't want it. I <laughs> know, oh, no, totally. Well, for me, like the cruise ship is basically a stepping stone mm. into trying to get into that world. That's that's what yeah. I want to do. It's good. So. It's good. It's good uh, experience. That's a hundred percent. Like, and you're not the only other thing you get similar to that in the UK would be like pantomimes or pantos. You know, like stuff like that um, around Christmas. I know a friend of mine who's a drummer. He did one over December. Um, yeah. And he's never done the cruise ship stuff, uh, like show band, I mean. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, it's definitely going to be a good experience, mate, if that's what your ultimate goal is, the West End type thing. Like, yeah, I think it was Lion King that I went, and obviously I'm hanging out with the bass player on all these shows because that's who my contact is, who I'm going to see. And in the breaks on those, that's something you should do as well is, is just contact uh, people in the West End, like musicians, try and like you can find them. It takes a lot of work, like a lot of um, Facebook stalking and stuff like that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, you find them eventually. And, like I think I contacted the, the guitarist uh, from Lion King. Right. I was like, you know, is there any chance I can come in and watch, or do you have the contact for the bass player? And then he sent me to him, and then I spoke to him, and blah blah blah. And they're all real cool guys most of the time. I don't think I never had a problem, but um, yeah, and you just get the environment for it, you know. So I mean. And it was just solidify that of you wanting it, whether you do or not, you know, like mm. uh, go do the cruise ships and stuff and get that experience. And, and yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. The bass player from Lion King at the time, I don't know if he's still doing it now, but he, um, uh, I was t- talking to him and he, he did cruise ships and stuff before. I mean, obviously that would have been like years and years and years ago, but mm. like, they've all done the same stuff, you know? So. It's, yes. Yeah, man. Yeah.